0: Hi everyone, welcome to the new episode of Tech Careers podcast. Today, I have a guest all the way from Rome and you might have heard him on Twitter spaces because he's pretty active on Twitter. And he also runs a community, which is pretty active. You might also know him as a Docker captain. And he also like me works in developer relations. So please join me in welcoming Francesco all the way from Rome
1: everyone uh, i'm audible oh, yes so hi everyone i'm francesco currently developer advocate at the dev uh, very active on social media public speaker community builder twitter space addicted i don't know thank you so much for inviting me
0: and uh, let's get started awesome yeah so i think francesco i saw you on twitter almost two years ago um and that's when i, I was pretty active you know COVID hit didn't have a lot of social life, so started seeing social media. And like the growth I've seen with your account, it's it's just crazy. Um, not only, I think we always get into these numbers game, but with you, it was like you were providing value when it came to DevOps, and then you shifted your focus towards Web3. You also started a new DevRel role during this period. And just, just the journey, I was like, how is, how is Francesco doing all of this, you know, being a Docker captain and being so active in the community? I know you have a 4C community that's pretty, like I see people joining in and getting mentorship and help. Um, so yeah, like what what motivates you to be, you know, you, like what motivates you to get up in the morning? I know you are an early riser, right? You You get up pretty early. What motivates you to like get up from your bed and like show up at the desk? Because I know... And we will dive into this because we were talking <laughs> off off recording uh, about you know motivation and uh, the passion we have and like burnout, imposter syndrome, all of that can get into your head. But yeah, just tell me like what gets you up in the morning and to your desk. Uh, it's uh, so many questions, so, so we need some
1: time. So, uh, what motivates me? So. To be honest, I I've been a motivator for the most of my life. Before stepping into tech, I was a volleyball coach. So motivating me is very hard because I'm used to motivate someone else. It's like if someone is a is a is a is a cooker, it's hard to cook for them because they want they want to do that. So it's very hard uh, to motivate me. Like if you want to try to motivate me, it always feel strange. For me, it's uh, I would not call it motivation because I just do it. It's about having freedom to do whatever I want. So I I understood that using social, this is something that I understood just three, three years ago. Using social media, I can, I have the freedom of doing whatever I want. Now, for example, I'm doing this amazing podcast with you. I did something uh, some hours so ago, I published another video. So for me, freedom is equal to, I can do many things and for me, I understood seven years ago when I, I started into tech, that getting up early, gets more things, I can get more things done. Mm. Before that, it was impossible for me. First of all, because I was working in a gym until 11 PM. I was also uh, used to play video games until two or three AM. So maybe, maybe I wanted, I went to sleep at four or five AM, but then I, I noticed that, uh, I'm very productive in the morning and not productive at all after dinner. And this is still Mm -hmm. true. If I wake up uh, after dinner, after 8 PM, i stop being productive. I can still stay a bit on Twitter. I can check a couple of emails. So based on that, I turned myself into an early bird. Many people, they know me act like as like the 4 AM guy, but uh, it's something that I got used to. And it has been probably the most game-changing thing of my life for a simple reason. I have the perception of doing many things at 11am, 12am, 12 uh, 12 at noon, Mm I already got many things done. And this gives me, I don't know, it boosts my moral. Of course, then I fall asleep (laughs) at 9pm, but but it's okay for me. So it's Mm -hmm. all about boosting the moral. And I think this has been uh, the biggest uh, game-changing habit uh, of my life, especially in the last uh, seven years. And we know that we need a lot of time to understand things. uh, Especially into tech, uh, especially if we do this in private, like I did, yep. we need a lot of time. So this is the main reason, and of course, to be connected with developers. So I wake up as soon as possible to start engaging with basically everyone. Now.
0: Yeah. No, that that is a great point. So like the the idea I get is that you know, building a habit and being consistent is like, what matters rather than, you know, finding that motivation or that motivational factor to just get up, I think. That's the same with me, that I developed a habit in COVID to just make a schedule because it was hard to, you know, have, like, limitations and stuff because now you're at home, you could, you know, play video games, you could watch movies, you could do anything because you're at home, no one is kind of watching you. Um, so, yeah, it's it was hard, but if you build, like, a schedule or, or you know, different set of habits that hey I'm gonna wake up at you know it doesn't have to be five because for me um, it it is like seven or eight so I I wake up around seven and eight Um, but I'm pretty close to what you have said you know I can't work past like 10 or after dinner because I'm just exhausted and want to like wind down and sleep so that's great I think having having a schedule and having that consistent and growth mindset will really help you so now I want to like dive and go back into the past, right? I want to make this segue into like I n- need to know what your background was. Great mention of that you were a volleyball coach because I have a match I play at a lo- local league, uh, local competitive league. I play volleyball myself, um, and I have a match in like six hours from now. So that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, tell me, tell me like how was your you know. If you want to dive into it, like tell me how was your like childhood, where you you know someone who was interested into computers or games or electronics. Uh, I had that interest. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll leave it to you. Okay, so we need that list for
1: Howard. So I will try to uh, to synthesize the things. Otherwise, <laughs> this really, uh, uh the uh, playlist of Francesco's uh, episodes. So uh, my first PC that I got at home it was a Commodore sixty four. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thirty nine, I'll be well be forty in a couple of in some months. So this is how I got started my first uh, approach with PCs. Okay. Then I went uh, to some Pentium uh, com- mm-hmm. personal mm-hmm. computers. Mm-hmm. I was the first person in my class uh, of having internet. I was twelve, so it was a ninety five. Ninety five. It was very hard for me to explain to my my, my, <laughs> my I, I students uh, what internet is. And of course, I didn't have a. Uh, huge understanding being 12 uh, of what the internet was but like uh, understood that uh, it was something very powerful let's go a bit faster at 15 i became a volleyball coach so I, I, I was used to play volleyball since i was eight and at 15 i became a volleyball coach and i've been a volleyball coach from 15 to 32 so basically almost 20 years this was basically my life i see and uh yeah and uh, but i am um, both of my parents are teachers my my father is uh is also a coach in schools and my mother is a math teacher so i got some something from both of them Like and, and basically we have been talking about school uh, for all yeah. my childhood so we were always talking about school education so i have some teaching also three out of four of my grand, grand grandparents they were teachers so a family of teachers so and um But uh, I I liked being a volleyball coach, but uh, in the meanwhile, I was studying, I I was attending a computer science degree, but uh, mostly because I liked more math and physics. I was almost very close to switch to just math at some point for the simple reason that uh, I didn't like coding. So now maybe you laugh, but uh, because for me coding, it was something boring. (laughs) It was something very Boring. I think like I'm used to like to play in the gym. Yeah, people shouting, balls. So for me, uh, thinking about uh, having as a job sitting on a chair in an office because this is how, how I figured it out. I wasn't even thinking about uh, working remotely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was scary, <laughs> scary as hell. So I kept doing uh, working in the gym for many many years. And then, but at some point um, uh, something happened. Uh, I'll, try, I'll try to do the the, the first version. Yeah. So. I was almost uh, 31, 32, don't you remember? In 2015, I made an exam at the university. I was almost done. And um, I passed the exam, but my professor told me, like, uh, like, the coding part was not very good. The theory was very good. So he said, like, I mean, Francesco, you, the theory is okay. You passed the exam, not with max grades, but like, but um, you will never be a developer because... uh, this is what you would really need to to become a developer. Mm-hmm. So I still remember <laughs> this hit me like uh, inside. So when, when I was coming back home, I said, so maybe he's true or maybe he's not, let's see. So I came back home, by the way, this is way before any social media tweet. I hated social media okay. 2015, 2015, so I hated social media, video, video, live stream. Not you, of course, but I hated all this uh, world because for me, social mm-hmm. media, it was equal to wasting your time so it was like relaxing on the couch after having a hard day so basically wasting time like watching television possibly this was my idea of social media we can say that it is we it's changed a bit and so i decided i actually decided to become a developer so i was doing the computer science degree mm-hmm. i was just missing some exams but uh, i'll tell you a secret in computer science degree uh, at least in what which i did they don't teach you code to auto code. They teach you algorithms, math, physics, <laughs> chemistry, things that have not much to do with mm-hmm. software development. I never heard about Docker in the university, for example. So I started coding alone. So I was doing the university. And at some point I decided also to quit the job as a vulnerable coach. It was one of the hardest decisions of my life because I wanted to become a developer and I started probably in the hardest possible way because I decided Okay, now I want to become a developer. How would I do that? I literally Googled that, like ways to become developers. Uh, it, may, it sounds funny, but it is. And so I, I started being um, game uh, watching game development. So Unity Three D is sharp, one of the hardest possible ways. But and you know, my life has never been easy, so I started with probably one of the I would never recommend to start with that. But uh, it was a bit engaging. I really needed the, the engaging part. Otherwise, I would have never, never started. And so this is how it started. Of course, uh, <laughs> no hard feelings with the professor, but I started coding like six, eight hours per day. Started understanding all the concepts, uh, API, the can. Uh, then I went into containers. So this is basically how I decided to basically unblock uh, myself and really dive deep into into the tech world because before I didn't, I didn't have like a precise idea. Yeah. I had I had an experience in 2011. We can, we can talk about that, but we, this is like, I usually talk about my experience in tech from 2015. So this is, uh, <laughs> as, uh, as short as I can, as I can say it.
0: No, no. Great. Great. Yeah. Those are some great, I think, you know, pointers there and like, no, I, I, I know I was smiling in between, but I didn't mean to be like, you know, take it as a joke or no, because I did the same thing. Um, so I, my education was computer networking and it was only a diploma. And as soon as I graduated, I got into help desk and I didn't want to stay there. So I, I literally Google search that, you know, how to be a better developer or how to get better at coding, because you know, it's hard. It's, I had the same thoughts when I was, when I was a teenager, like it's maths, it's, you know, data structures, like there's just too much going on and I don't want to be isolated. Right. Like I, I love to be more social and that's why I think like. The, the community we have now and I'm, I'm great and part of it is you know we keep each other so like each other accountable we we thrive for you know growth and we we are seeing amazing content like from your channel I know you recently interviewed Kelsey Hightower um w- which was great I I have this one problem I don't know everyone who is listening go subscribe to Francesco's YouTube I literally find out that he only has 13k subscribers I'm like what like you deserve way more. Like the quality of content and the consistency that I see on your channel is just crazy. But yeah, so those were some great intro- insights into your, you know, like how your mindset kind of got changed as you grew up and like you were a coach for like several years of your like adult life, and then you decided, okay, now I have to, you know, go figure out how I can be a developer. And you, you did. And and I also. I think I resonate with what you said about college education, because I find it true. Like, it's not relevant to what's going on in the field, right? Like, I I didn't know what GitHub was when I passed my diploma. And as soon as I entered cloud, they were like, oh, all our scripts are in GitHub. I'm like, what is like Git? Um, so yeah, I I get that point. And I'm going to come back to the thing you mentioned, uh, because I was amazed by that is your first tech job, which I guess was back in 2011, and you were a Java software engineer? You got me. You got me, Richard. So this is like, I don't know, something of the
1: past, we can say. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my computer science degree. That was basically an internship that I got during my computer science degree. So I decide, I, I tried. So I said, okay, so let's try this uh, internship. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest, this... Uh... This has been uh, one of the most stressful uh, from a career perspective of my life. Not many people know this. You know this if you check my LinkedIn. Usually, I don't talk about this. So, if you want to have, have this exclusive, you have to keep watching now. So, <clears throat> in 2011, I was I was a volleyball coach. So, I was working in a gym, and um, but I wanted to try the developer experience because I'm curious and mm-hmm. say, okay, so let's see how it, how it is. So I found this uh, company, which was uh, um, one of, of, of my university, one of my university professors. It was about artificial intelligence. By the way, it's interesting because it was he uh, um, had a degree in philosophy, but he was also an entrepreneur. So kind of oh. interest, interesting person. Let's say talking about AI in two thousand eleven. It was not, not as not as, <laughs> as as today, of course. The problem was that. The internship it was uh, mm, almost uh, one hundred kilometers uh, with car every single day. I had to uh, basically uh, do I could do less hours in, the, in my uh, gym, gym. Mm-hmm. And so basically my life it was literally like this one. I was waking up at five six a six a m six a m at that point. Then I went to this job. I finished at five, five, uh, 5 p.m., and then I went to the gym and worked into the gym until 11 p.m., and I was also like cleaning the gym. Like at 10.30, I was still cleaning the gym, and then the day after, the same. So okay. this was my life from, from Monday to Friday, and this was also an unpaid internship that lasted for six months. So for six months, this has been basically... My life. So probably, so basically what I'm doing now is not even one quarter of what I was doing. Maybe I was a bit younger, but um, the problem was that at the end of these six months, I remember that like I just wanted to, to run away. So I stopped the coding for two years. I said, okay, so this was a very bad experience. It was not bad because of the code. The company was great.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Java, okay, whatever language is okay. The problem it was that I basically, I was still, I was also doing, mm-hmm. still doing the university, so I was studying some howards, then I was working and then I was doing the in, for internship, complete for internship. This uh, I mean, I didn't have know about this term burnout before, but I, there are some degrees, but uh, yes. basically I, I stopped coding. For two years, I didn't code because mm-hmm. okay, so this is not my future. I don't like this. So I started again, like 2013, 2014. So uh, I, I really needed a break from development. It was a very not a great uh, experience. I learned something, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe maybe it was too much. Maybe I asked too much uh, because uh, to to what I, what I was doing. So so I said okay. So I'll see in the future. So I would highly recommend uh, maybe to <laughs> just decide what you want to do because yeah. probably if, uh, I don't know. I I basically I think I try to do too many things at the same time at least at an impact but then basically you have to stop for one one here because like, okay no, i need to not rest take care of myself and uh, so this is this is something that uh, usually don't don't share but uh, uh, it's yeah. important i think to share if you ask me because uh, we we should really understand which are our limits because uh, if we burnout or whatever, we're stressed and then we have to stop for six months or one year, two years, mm-hmm. maybe it was not worth. Now, even if I do, I'm I do, I do many things, but I always, today I found one hour, I don't know, to go for a walk with my girlfriend because it's Valentine day today, so you always have, you have to find the time for yourself. Otherwise you, then you will need more time to, to basically recharge yourself. So I try to stay in the loop. Even if I have a super busy day, I always find like at least 30 minutes to have a work to do something different because otherwise after three, four days, you need a complete day off. I remember yeah. that when I was doing that, I was basically passing my weekends sleeping, <laughs> so this was my weekend. Instead of now, I'm a more like say continuous phase when I also do some live streams during the weekends, events. I plan uh, for the next week, which is amazing. So I think that, uh, since 2011, oh my God, it was uh, 12 years ago. Now I know how to manage my time in a way better, in a way better way. I hope that this has been yes, useful for someone, especially if you are in a stressful moment of your life, because uh, maybe yeah, working in a gym can be stressful for your body, but working, sitting on a chair, is stressful for your, your mind, which is way worse for a simple yes. reason. If we go run, we are, we are out of shape. We run after five kilometers, we are exhausted. If you're not used to stay sitting or studying, we can always get another coffee. We can always uh, take a shower and keep going. But uh, basically, we are a cons- we, our brain has not unlimited capacities for a mm-hmm. day. It needs to recharge. It's a simple part of our body, but it's harder to get the signals. If you're just yeah. exau- exhausted, you have to stop. You have cramps at some point with your muscles, so no more. Stop yeah. Francesco. With our brain, we can try to keep, keep, keep going, but this yeah. can have uh, an impact uh, on our
0: activities uh, At then basically at some point we just want uh, to quit and we should try to avoid this to so don't waste time. No, definitely. No, great. I think that is a great like you know example for, especially people who are in early career or are trying to switch like who might be in similar scenario where they're working their like full-time job and then trying to get into internships or co-ops and trying to like self-study for like being a developer or a developer any tech field right um yeah burnout i would say this avoid burnout at all costs because it takes away so much time um i don't have like really uh, interesting story as you but i i've been there and it like it took me a few months to get back on track and yeah if you, you you just need to find a good balance you know think of things that need your time outside you know your desk or your work um like francesco said he, he like I, I believe that's why you are so consistent and like that's why we, we see so much content that keeps coming even on weekends, you're on Twitter spaces and like YouTube because you have that like balance and um, that just keeps you going. Otherwise, you know, it, it is it is easy to like get burned out if you have too much going on. Um, no, great, great tips and great insight and thank you for diving into the into the story that was in 2011, which is like 10, 12 years ago. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I was surprised when I found that out. I'm like, Oh, uh, I know. I knew that you were a coach for like majority of uh, the time until like two or three years ago or four years ago. But uh, I'm like, oh, there's this job. I don't know if, like, why does this exist on LinkedIn? Uh, I'm like, I, I want to find out what happened. You got me. Uh, yeah, the thing is that I didn't
1: stop being a coach in a little while. So usually I do yeah. use this on LinkedIn because I'm not more interested into finding a job. Yes, I am. I am already. Enough people trying to hunt in my head. So if I also add something little gym, I also get some recruiters who is not who propose me other than uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. So this is why you always see just see my technical uh, tech life. But uh, that's yeah uh, that's
0: it. So nice nice sketch, uh, Um Awesome awesome. So that was your we, uh, yeah. So that was an internship that was unpaid. Uh, but we, yeah, it, we can still, you know, kind of consider it, that was your intro to like tech and like actually working in a work environment where you were coding and you know getting used to this culture. So, what what would you say is now that you know you're so successful and like have achieved uh, a lot in in the tech field? Like, what is one great thing that you like about this industry? And I'm I'm gonna ask a follow up question to like what is one bad or like most challenging thing that you think should change um, in in the tech industry? Okay, let's go with my time because
1: my memory is limited. So, um, to be honest, uh, I I was shocked when I joined uh, the first uh, developers communities. I'm not talking about social media, but even uh, in person events. By the way, I'm from I'm from Rome, Italy. And, uh, I started, went to some meetups, some events, some, so attend some, some events, it was 2018 and also my job, but I started to see that developers community is really the best, not saying this because I'm a developer advocate now, but the way people interact, the way people help each other finding a job, uh, the way people, I don't know, give away solutions for free, Stack Overflow, GitHub never saw something like that in other communities. Maybe they don't even exist, the communities in some in some places. So this is what really shocked me, even before joining social media. So the people and the how, and I always see that many people, they share these, uh, this view. Of course, there are always exceptions. There are always exceptions, even if the best, uh, in the best community, in the best uh, country without uh, craving there is always someone. But let's say that the vast majority of the people are here to help, uh, to support. I mean, think about uh, the number of free videos, free articles, uh, free open source contributions. It's mind blowing. Nothing. Not nothing against, I have nothing against uh, lawyers or or uh, uh, other types of jobs. Uh, Maybe it's also because of the nature of the job, because you are just, you can see that your PC, it's basically just your time, but time mm-hmm. is our most available asset. And so the mindset of the developers is mind blowing. Uh, usually, once you start, uh, you never go back. So this is the best, uh, best part. So engaging with uh, an amazing community, you know, something which is funny. When I started being active on, on social media, it was 2020, mm-hmm. I created my first article, it was February, 2020. My idea, it was to give back to the community. But I noticed that the more I create, the more I get back. So I always be in depth with this community. Mm-hmm. Also, I try to, I don't know, make dedicated videos, uh, live streams, but the more I give back, the more I give, the more I get back. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's, uh, not something easy to explain, like, uh, how yes. much people uh, support you. When I went to the conferences or basically. Every experience, it's always uh, out, really out of the mind. It's uh, it's incredible. That's that's the that's the best part. Mm, bad part, uh, I think that uh, uh, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, this kind of like uh, um, paid internship, uh, people uh, don't uh, mm-hmm. they don't get what they deserve. I think I mean there are so many available people that don't get uh, uh, um, fair salary. Yeah, so people are always try to low-ball uh, down, mm-hmm. low-ball uh, but I don't like this, and also about uh, inclusivity. There is something that I don't, uh, I think it can still be done it can. Be, there are some yeah. differences that I don't like, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the things that I think that uh, can be improved, and I hope that in the future we will, at least we should go in the right direction, so this is what I think, but we are not perfect, we are I think it's very important to, uh, yeah, be careful on on, on having mm-hmm. basically everyone on at the same level, because this is uh, this is the beautiful, let's say, of the internet, the beautiful of the of um, having yes. being all connected. We should always have, in an ideal world, we should always have uh, the same opportunities. Now, this is probably not possible, but at mm-hmm. least we should work uh, on the differences, like people from mm-hmm. India, from Nigeria, that I know super passionate people, but they have some like, uh, uh let's say, uh, some limitations, yes. are you, so they do work uh, and I don't like this. So I would like this to
0: change. This is what, uh, <laughs> this is no, one of the goals so that's it. That is a great, yeah, that is a great, I guess, you know, like challenge that, you know, we can, we can try to like make like the tech community more accessible more you know equal and like fair ground that everybody can come in even though i I totally resonate with what you said about you know how welcoming and how supportive uh, the community is already but yes there the there are certain limitations when it comes to you know geographic or you know your background and i think well they'll take some time but if, if we work towards it i think we'll with with the support that this community has, I think we'll be able to achieve, um, what you just said. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. So, okay. I have, so I find, I find you interesting because you, you kind of started. So I think three or four years ago, you, you were into DevOps, right? You, you were into containerization. I know you, you have, um, DevOps consultant. You worked as a DevOps consultant for, for a year. And so how did you go from, you know, being a developer or like coding to being a, you know, I know you were a software engineer for like five months recently, back in 2020 or 2019, and then you moved to DevOps, like how was that transition happen? How did you find out about DevOps? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and then also if you can elaborate on the journey of being a Docker captain, I know a lot of the audience might be interested yes absolutely let me show some swag before we start uh, this is i got this because i'm
1: a doctor captain okay just sorry so uh, let's make things clear so <clears throat> i in 2017 so i started uh, working uh, hard to make this uh, switch to to tech in 2000, 2015. i made an interview in 2000 at the end uh, close of the end of 2017 and i remember that i had been rejected and the, it was another uh, unpaid internship. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, but uh, uh, because I, like I felt like way more uh, knowledgeable. So uh, so let's say, Okay, so let's start. Uh, let's see. Let's see this internship how it goes, and I've been rejected uh, because I didn't remember some SQL commands. Some well, you know like join table. Yeah, my the memory is not my best. Like you have to tell me like the questions in order. To think about remembering and memory SQL commands. It's impossible for me. Being rejected. Uh, for that second unpaid internship that probably would have put me like totally uh, away from tech. Mm. It has been probably one of the best days of my life, at least from a career perspective. And I'll tell you why. I doubled down my efforts, like in learning, because again, I didn't want to give up. And after two or three months, I got an email from a university professor, another one, and uh, in the mail, uh, it was also the professor I was working with for the thesis. He said, like, Francesco, would you like to work uh, for the European Space Agency? I said, okay, so this is a joke. Like, I replied, like, okay, so this is a nice joke. Now let's talk about the, the thesis. I, I thought it was like a joke, like, to, no because my my professor, it was kind of funny. I'd say, okay, maybe like, sarcasm. Yeah, it's sarcasm, because of course. So I, so I, I remember that I said, like, okay, so this is a joke. Okay, now let's tell me, like, why you contacted me. He said, no, "No, no, no. There is a chance to to become a full stack developer there. are you sure? Like I know something. I know because I knew something. But uh... so I said, okay. So you know when you have nothing to lose, and like I said, no, you have an audition, I don't know for a mm-hmm. billionaire film. I say, okay. They will, I mean, I will never get uh, uh, frustrated for not if, because if you aim to high, mm-hmm. you say, I mean, I can just have a laugh. I will have just a just a trip." and then uh, I can just move on. Also, one of my ideas was also to, let's say, let's get used to, to interviews. So see, like I failed the past interview. I will never get hired this year, but uh, let's try maybe to see the process of interviews. So mm-hmm. let's say, the, it's okay. So basically, okay, yes, let's try. So I went to that interview <laughs> and um, I knew, I was lucky because I, I already knew like Git, GitHub. I started checking Docker by myself. And the truth is that uh, three days after the interview, I was working there. I was working, this was my first uh, full time role as a full stack engineer for the European Space Agency. So basically, I remember that I seated on this uh, chair with the keyboard. It was my first time, let's say, after this experience uh, as I'm uh, in the internship. when But I, there I was working full time, so totally different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember that uh, I really felt as an imposter. This lasted for some time, mm-hmm. but then I understood that like I knew something. So I had some some knowledge mm-hmm. because I, I always kept learning. Like even when I was, went back home, I was checking video tutorials, uh, learn, and I was not on social media. So basically all the time was just working and learning. And learning. This has been for around uh, three years, for 2017 to 2020. I changed a bit, but let's say I worked there, mostly there. So LinkedIn and okay. see something different, but I've always worked for the European Space Agency until 2020. And uh, so this is the, the story of my full, my first, let's say, mm-hmm. role. So, like, mm-hmm. first role, real role into, into tech, uh, Node.js, uh, full stack, uh, DevOps, stack. And uh, I always loved the Docker way before uh, joining social media. I thought it was something very niche, very very niche, but I always loved uh, the technology. And uh, and that's it. And then uh, in 2020 I joined the Twitter and uh, as I say the started creating content, I saw some traction. The funny part, you know what? Uh, I remember that on the 5th of March 2020, that was some the first uh, things about pandemic, like in Italy yes. it were closed. Right? But I made a good tweet. And I said, okay, so maybe there is uh, something on social media. I don't know. It was uh, something, I can't even remember. It was, uh, yeah, it was, um, it, it, it was, it uh, was, it was this, it was like uh, three years ago, because of 2020, I've been rejected for no remembering SQL commands. And now I'm working on uh, Lanza 8. Yes. Like a, a satellite for the, for the Nasa, yes. And I don't know, I got like a lot of traction. I remember that I made the tweet while I was walking to, to the, to, to work, it was, I, I was just, sometimes you have these like very, let's say authentic things, uh, let's say, yeah, like it was, I, it was uh, like, to your mind and yeah yeah, 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 it was like, okay, so maybe this is a bit inspiring, I don't know, let's go. Like, uh, it was like a very, I don't know, I felt good that day. And, uh, so that Twitter went well, I said, okay, so maybe, I don't know, maybe the social media can, I can actually get something mm. good out of that. And uh, before that, I was. But uh, by the way, this uh, job at the European Space Agency, it was still 100 kilometers. I don't know. I always get jobs uh, uh, very far from my home. I don't know why. I don't know why. I remember. So I was doing like three hours of commute every day. And I remember that uh, two days before me deciding to put effort on social media, the pandemic hit. So hmm. I started working from home so i had at least three more hours per day yes and also but also the time during the evenings and the weekends so basically all my time of the commute and dinner outs and uh, and going out with friends it turned out into time on twitter and social media and basically and basically this uh, this we can say that this changed my life also in march 2020 i said okay so i want to dedicate time to social media and in one year, I want to quit this job because I wanted to work remotely. It was March 2020. In August 2020, I uh, put my first video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And in March 2021, I quit the job for the, uh, the European Space Agency. So I still remember my parents. There was a bit against uh, uh, this idea. like can my parents. Because my parents, as I say, they are teachers. For them, working remotely is something strange. Like, yeah, where, where, what are you doing? Like, you should work here. Because for them, this is. But I have to say something that my my girlfriend, uh, she always supported me. This is something. I'm not saying, and it's uh, maybe it's a uh, destiny today it's also Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Having someone, uh, a person who supports you if you tell her. Hey, I'm about to quit my full-time job because I want to stay on Twitter. Basically, it, it, make, it could sound like super strange. Yeah. She said she helped me to make the first video. She has always been super supportive. So this type of, uh, of, of person, support. Yeah, 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 support, uh, because now it's, it's easier. Now we say, oh, Francesco, you have many followers. You do this different job. Now it's easier because it's, it's here. It's not uh, yeah. before there was nothing. So. It's all hard work. So this is, uh, this is the short, uh, short version, but, uh, having someone who can
0: really support you when you have some crazy ideas, uh, it can begin changing. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, someone just to, you know, say that, okay, uh, I, I believe in your vision. Like, okay, I know, Francesca, you want to do this instead of what you're doing now. And just supporting, even though it might may sound crazy at that time, but you know, I think that's what brought you here is if you have hadn't started back then, you know, who knows like what the story would have been. Um, yeah, no that's that is that is a great, I guess insight into you know your your journey, basically. Um, I am lucky enough that I have, you know, a really supportive wife who supports similar crazy decisions that I have been making. Um, But I get it. I I totally resonate what with your parents might have been thinking, like you know, why are you leaving such a good job at you know space agency and like what is remote like?
1: Yeah, w- is it a scam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I always say it's easier to leave uh, to quit a bad job than quitting a good job. It's yes. hard because if uh, it, honestly, it was a good job. Good people. Yes, 200 people. Good uh, open spaces uh, yeah. people are supportive. So nothing against this, but so it was even a harder decision. One of the main reasons was that I really wanted to step into content creation, mm-hmm. open source. Uh, and basically, European Space Agency is the opposite. I'm sorry, but it's the opposite. So you yes. have private repositories. Uh, everything you do should be signed by a general. If you have made some collaborations with NASA, every time you do that, uh, you need a general sign. Mm-hmm. Because it's a uh, private, it's a uh, military. So everything is private and I had basically to split myself, you know, Neil, like in the morning I was working there and in the evening I was on social media and like, this is not sustainable on the long term. Yes. Now I'm doing this uh, podcast with you, but we can say that I'm still working. They did have the, 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 the logo here. I, I'm still kind of working and doing what I like. I am going in the right direction. Otherwise you are splitting yourself, having basically two lives, which is uh not sustainable in the long term.
0: Yeah, it's 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 you know it's two jobs basically. You're you're split and it's harder to manage. And I get that. I guess like you couldn't even share what you were working on because of you know all the legalities and yeah yeah yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, so it was not that you hated them. It was like the job is good, everything is good, but you wanted something different in your life, and and that's what caused it. I I, I get it. Awesome. So okay. And I know we briefly touched on, you had a computer science degree. So like the education part was covered, but it didn't, you know, pay well, like it didn't turned out well for you because of the unpaid internship and also like what was being taught at the university, maybe it's, it was the method. And I know I can tell I've, you know, I've been working now in an institute to teach cloud it's, it's, it's hard. You don't have. It's not relevant to what's going on in the tech industry. Like the industry changes so fast and the curriculums yeah. are behind. Yeah, I...
1: but I mean, maybe it's, it's okay. Computer, computer science degree is not meant to learn uh, UJS. Yes. They should give you the the basics of computer science. It's not a programming degree, it's computer science. So I see that sometimes there is this misconception that mm-hmm. like you go in computer science and they teach you HTML, CSS and JavaScript sometimes i had the one exam but like the 95 percent of the exams are our computer that are, are done uh, operating system computer networks uh, mm-hmm. how http works it's theory at least this was my uh, experience yes. i don't i, I need to make all the universities in the world but mm-hmm. this is a sort of a broad idea so basically i think we can all see that all the developers are self-taught developers <laughs> basically in, so a way, yes. in, in a way no, I'm saying like, so even a degree is good because can be good because some companies, I don't know why I would never do this, they require a computer degree as a blocker. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. I, I think this is wrong. If I have, have a billionaire company, this will never be a blocker because mm-hmm. I know that, uh, I think one of the best instructors on, on the internet, they don't have a degree, a degree. Oh yeah. I can mention. I know, I'm not sure, hundred percent, but I'm sure that many of them, they are super knowledgeable. Because uh, the truth is uh, that programming is a skill. Programming is like playing the piano. You can be a monster playing the mm-hmm. guitar without having made the. the I don't, you don't know, need to make code. and music, do you need to. You do need yeah, the yeah, 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 there is like a sort of music degree, because. Uh, Programming is a skill, and I think that programming is the best when you use the programming with other skills, like marketing, entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. creating content. You can also be a programmer and be paid for programming because it's so good. It's a so required skill that you can be paid to program itself. Mm -hmm. But I think that we have the best when we mix programming with other skills. For example, now I'm mixing. Programming with creating content with with speaking at conferences. We are basically mixing mixing things. And yes, computer science say it's not meant to teach you programming. It's meant to teach some basics of computer science. It's computer
0: science. No, that, that that is a great great I think way to put it because people get you know, and I think it's it's also this is what I want to discuss too. Is it's also part of the social media right because imagine someone who doesn't know anything about you know uh computer science they're a teenager they want to pick a degree at college and they see you know twitter and tiktok and instagram youtube that oh like computer science people are earning a lot of money and you can be a programmer so i'll go get computer science degree and i think that's where like the misconception is like people need to do some research i guess Um, And like, this is great that you put it in the podcast that, you know, computer science basically doesn't mean that you might get hired as a programmer because, you know, there are some skills you will have to like dive deep into and develop yourself. And I think that's why like self-taught computer programming is possible because it's a skill that you can develop. As Francesco said earlier, like there are so many amazing teachers that are doing this for free on YouTube and like other platforms that you can just go and like take an entire course free on YouTube and learn how to code in Python, Ruby, whatever your, you know, preferred language is. Um, amazing, amazing, great insights and like great way to put, you know, the idea behind, um, like education being a blocker, I guess. Um, awesome. So my question to you, the next one is what are you, you know, excited about? Because I've seen some Web three content from you, I've seen some, you know, like like web three videos and content from you. Um, and now like AI taking, like it's, it's trending right now. Um, what are, what is the technology that you are most excited about? Like at least for this and like the next year that's coming.
1: Yes, of course. So uh, the good thing of uh, development is that you never get bored. I don't know mm-hmm. if you, but uh, since I started the learning tech, I never got bored a single day. It's always the opposite. You are you are overwhelmed mm-hmm. with things to Lord. Overwhelmed. You are in the cloud. So if you see, uh, I don't know if you remember the the page with all the DevOps tool yes. tools. That's. Uh, Mind blowing. It, it, it makes it, it makes you want to quit, basically. Yes, uh, mm. the, the wolves, because you think that you have to learn them one by one, like chapters on a mm-hmm. book. No, it's too much. We should, it, but it's like an, it's like thinking that we want to watch all the YouTube videos. It doesn't yes. make sense. We should get the opposite and say, okay, so there are so many things that we can learn mm. that we can choose. We should be very picky on what yes. we want to choose in a period. Now. You, you are making me a really hard question. So probably I'll fail and we'll have some comments like, ah, Francesco said this, high is the opposite. But I, let's do this anyway. Today is the 14th of February, 2023. So I think that um, in the future, the, um, we will will see an, an increase of the blockchain technology. So basically the last year we had the, the classic hype. Like we had the hype of the AI in the 80s, in the 90s. So we are sort of hype, Like everybody wants... If you don't have an NFT, you're basically out of the the discussion. The idea is that now, since the hype went down, I'm basically I don't want to say happy because someone someone lost some money in crypto, but uh, we are trying to understand and get more uh, conscious about uh, how the blockchain will not save the world, but it's like an alternative. I see some analogies, for example, from the cloud and the blockchain. So sometimes there are some switches and. It, the cloud is not bad, it's a technology now, now this can be used bad. This can be used well, and it's the same, sort of the same with the blockchain. So I think in the future we will see more meaningful use cases of mm. blockchains. We will have less hype and probably less blockchains I'm currently, I think like 50, 40 yeah. blockchains. We don't need, it's like, mm. we don't need the 40. Fifty blockchains, because creating a blockchain is not that hard. It's all—it's how creating another programming language. Mm -hmm. It's all about understanding the concepts, and we need adoption. So we are at a very early stage. But what I think is that uh, I don't know. I am a kind of old style, so I don't think that blockchain will replace 100% the current Mm -hmm. backend. I don't think that the current backend is gonna go away in a Mm matter of 10 years so we will still create the api either with graphql or rest api but uh, we will have more uh, more uh, systems and microservices when some services are basically connected with the blockchain so blockchain will be a piece Uh, of addition so addition so I don't know we will have uh, some services that also have uh, you can if you have a wallet you can also connect with the wallet, otherwise you'll just use a part of the services. So it will be more integrated in existing systems. And then we will see, there are also some new uh, projects that are blockchain native, we can say, Mm. like I'm using analogies with cloud, like cloud native, uh, cloud native tools, we will have, we have already blockchain, Mm. blockchain native tools. Does it mean that they are, they are good? We don't know, we will see. So it's we will have a more of like integration between these two words because basically a blockchain can't uh, um, connect with uh, yes. with the the internet by default. There are something mm-hmm. called oracles, but uh, they don't natively they don't they don't they're not connected with the uh, usual world. I don't think that they will replace it now. Probably blockchain will replace the world and mm. leave a better comment. But uh, this is my my idea is that uh, it's just another part. Uh, of this. I remember people being super skeptical about Docker in 2017. I remember this because I was yes. working and I was like advocating for Docker, even before with the Docker update. And people say, no, 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 this idea, no, containers, they're not good. <laughs> probably now I'm right because we are, we are seeing that, for example, the container technologies, they are starting to, I don't want to say disappear, but like being more visible. Like hmm. maybe you're using a container, but you don't even know. The, the yes. container. So, and this is like the real adoption. Like you are using it, but you don't know. You don't know. Mm. And we will have similar uh, experiences with blockchain. Maybe we, in the future we will have a, a blockchain, but you don't. Kn- you don't uh, need to know mm. that you are using the users. The, probably the users on Instagram they don't know which cloud provider. I don't even. Uh-huh. I don't know which is the cloud provider that Instagram is using. Probably if I make a Google search, I will yeah, find yeah. out. But my idea is that. Uh, we will go in this direction about the AI. I think 2023 will be the year of the AI. We are waiting for the Google, Google's move. <laughs> to be honest, I don't want to go back to the nineties because in the nineties, we had a different search engine. If you are young enough, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you are young because before, like in the nineties and at the beginning of the two thousands, there were like four, five, six search engines. And what you have to do is to search on Google, search on Yahoo, search on... So you go searching on for the search engine. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are going back on that, on, on on this. Because now people are Googling something, then they go on chat GPT. Print, yeah. Now we go Bing. So we are basically... I don't know if this is good or bad, but probably we are going into what was uh, like 30 years ago, which mm-hmm. is mind-blowing. But uh, I think this is... This can be good. I think what we should understand that at the end of the day, blockchain AI, they are tools. Yes. People start advocating, fighting, saying, this is bad. Uh, the only thing that maybe AI scares me is about the ethic part,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because uh, we don't know, you don't know. For example, I, see, so I saw some, some artists publishes something, probably the AI has been inspired, and AI is not inspired, yeah. but the people who used, who programmed the AI. So probably in that case, uh, we will see if this is something that they can use uh, or not. No. So this is my only concern is this. So people like uh, don't play in fair, let's say yeah, the yeah. creativity of the people. So this is something that I don't, uh, I really don't like about the AI. Uh, apart from this, uh, I think we live in, uh, in exciting times and uh, I don't have a clear answer for this, but, uh, but for sure, we will not get
0: bored. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so, no, great. I I love the analogy that you gave, you know, like the adoption analogy where people don't even realize they're using the technology. I think that's when you hit that, you know, mark where, okay, this is in the backbone of the systems now, just like containers are now. So that that was a great example to put it. Um, awesome. So I I know we're hot on time. Just last thing, any tip or suggestion or advice you want to give to the listeners and the audience who are either, you know, pivoting into tech because I I know your story must have inspired a lot of uh, students and a lot of you know um, individuals, professionals who want to enter tech and have non-tech background, um, self-taught. So anybody who is trying to enter tech, any tips or suggestions or advice you want to give? Yes, absolutely. So um, first
1: of all. Uh, uh, I thought wh- when I was switching to tech, I thought that I was one of the few people which to tech. I thought that like uh, in ninety percent of the people, they have been being software developers since they were young because uh, this is, for example, my experience. I was like working in a gym for twenty years and said, "Okay, oh, I'm switching on, on on a place where everybody is a software developer, and I would be the only one crazy switcher." When I started making interviews, I found the opposite. People were were opera singers, makeup artists. Uh, all all the kind of jobs uh, except developers. Like, I think that uh, less than ten percent of the people I interviewed on my channel, I interviewed almost two hundred people. They were always being developers all their life. All, all their life. I think way less than ten percent. Like, like one out of uh, twenty. So don't feel alone if you want to switch to tech. I have this analogy that probably uh, switching to tech is uh, like uh, when you. It's very similar to when you start playing a video game I was, I was playing video games I don't know like World Warcraft or other Warcraft so when you are new okay but if you keep going and keep learning you can surpass people who have been in this field for 20 years if you are new to tech but you start to use learning technologies you start learning the new stack you are always up to date you can be better than someone who has been here for 20 years and have always been the same job for 20 years i want to really say this so for me for me if you tell me that you have 25 years of experience in tech say okay good for you but what did you do so what you do in this job it really matters and try to find a job that you really like that you are not doing so much repetitive stuff, I try to always some, find some that can always uh, make you level up. Uh, my advice, uh, it will be that once you find the first job, don't stop, of course, if you can, and always find some time to stay up to date, to read an article, to, to watch a video, and limit that. I'm saying, not saying learn everything. The opposite. I made the mistake of saying, okay, I want to learn all the, front, all the front-end frameworks. Probably one of the worst uh, decisions of my career because I was not on social media saying, okay, so let's run all the three frameworks. And uh, I, 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 so I made the three courses. The problem is that uh, in tech, uh, frameworks are not dead. It's not a math theorem. They yes. are alive. The React framework is alive. If you stop coding in React for two years, it's not just about forgetting the React uh, uh, code, React uh, is evolving. <laughs> so <laughs> I can barely keep uh, with the um, Updates uh, for Docker, and I check yes. this almost every day. So you can't uh, stay up to date to everything in tech. So be picky. Sh- decide, sh- decide what you want to learn, and then you go in that direction. Honestly, the best days of my learning when I said, "Okay, so let's put the let's don't learn this. Let's remove this bookmark. Let's uh, decide that I want to stop learning this course," because this takes. Uh, uh decision otherwise yes. uh, we, we don't have a, a limited we wish we had unlimited time but we need to decide and I think that once you find your first job everything becomes ten times easier once you start yes. getting your ex, your first experience so don't give up tech is amazing don't do as me like that like I started the the being active on social media after uh, five after three four years Mm-hmm. I don't tell you to, to become, uh, uh, to staying uh, four hours, five hours on Twitter while you are learning, I will not suggest this mm-hmm. because I had already experienced when I joined the social media. So I will say, let's create the basic stuff, uh, uh, create your GitHub profile, your portfolio, mm-hmm. and uh, don't uh, don't focus on, on just uh, social media and stuff. Yeah. So keep work on the learning part and trying to get your first role. Once mm-hmm. you get your first role. I think things uh, will become easier for you. And of course, good uh, luck, uh, uh, I would say, join a community, join more, two commun- don't join 100 communities, join some communities and try mm-hmm. to be active uh, there. This is what I would highly recommend. Tech is amazing. Share about your, your journey. If you just uh, use your social media and you share your journey, I think that uh, this is a uh,
0: Something that can help you to be connected with more people. Definitely, that's it. Yeah, good, awesome, time. awesome, awesome tip. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I I I love the community part, and you know, you saying that you're not alone in this journey. You will find many others who are si- on a similar path. They are trying to break into tech, get their first role, and might be learning same tech as you. So yeah, join. I would I would really break it down to like maybe two or three communities where you feel belonged and you feel like you're comfortable and you can talk to others. And yeah, it will do like, once you get your first role, you'll know way more about, you know, the industry itself and you can always brag about it on Twitter and we'll be there to like, you know, cheer you up and celebrate. So yeah, amazing tip. Um, I always say, I don't, me and Francesco, we shared the mic on a Twitter space recently, which was about DevRel. And I always say like, learn together and like grow together and i think that goes like that's the beauty of the tech community so not taking you know further time from your day um you i'll link down francesco's socials down below so his youtube channel he's pretty active on twitter um i've seen him posting also on linkedin sometimes so yeah go check out his um you know videos i know he did a recent one on devrel uh which is three types of devrel Um, which I feel is like a funny take, but also like, like entertaining, um, while also explaining tech. So that, that was, that is an awesome video. Go check it out. It was just released today. Um, with that, I'll, um, end this episode and hope you all enjoyed and loved the insights that Francesco brought. Thank you, Francesco, for coming in. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. Bye everyone.